Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope Presents 90s Films Turn 30. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen, and I do sincerely apologize for this entire season of this spinoffs show. I have completely dropped the ball. Um, I started off late to begin with as we celebrate the year, right, 1991 in movies, uh, but we're about to end the year and head into 2022, and we're going to start celebrating the 30-year anniversary of movies that were released in 1992. Uh, I started off late, got a couple of movies into the podcast vault here on Palace Off the Top Rope. Uh, the last one I actually did was Terminator 2 Judgment Day back in July with Brandon McLaughlin. You can listen to that episode. Um, but, you know, work started to pile on. People are starting starting to come back to the theaters. Um, I started my football spinoff series, which took away a lot of my attention, even away from my main show. So a lot of my focus was on that. And, and then again, work just piling up and piling up. So it, it's been tough on me. Uh, but I did want to sneak in one more episode for this season and kind of make it the finale for, for this season. And I'm going to be bringing on someone to co-host with me who I haven't really talked to in, in so long. So this is going to be a very interesting conversation and uh, stuff that we can catch up on because there's there's interesting stuff going on in her life right now that kind of correlates with the movie we're about to cover today. And that is Father of the Bride. A story about a father and a daughter and a father coming to grips with a daughter, you know, moving on to adulthood and starting her own family as she prepares to get married. So the movie is told from the point of view of Steve Martin, who plays the father. Um, it's a it's a timeless comedy, but at the heart of it, it's a father and daughter story. And having this guest on is going to be perfect as we discuss catch up and discuss the film in its entirety so without further ado this is father of the bride enjoy the show i used to think a wedding was a simple affair boy and girl meet they fall in love they say i do i was wrong that's getting married a wedding is an entirely different proposition you fathers will understand you have Adorable little girl who looks up to you and adores you in a way you could never have imagined. Dad, I met a man in Rome and we're getting married. I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm engaged, I'm getting married. <laughs> right then I realized my day had passed. Annie, it's a little nippy out. You might want to put on oh, a Dad, sweater. it's okay. I'm kind of warm. So there's a chill in the air and you've been on a plane. Dad, I'm fine. Annie, it is kind of cold out. It is? Yeah. All right, thanks. I'll get my jacket. I was no longer the man in my little girl's life. Old dad was history. If I remember seeing someone who looked like Brian's twin on America's Most Wanted. First, the wedding of our children. Wedding coordinator? What's a wedding coordinator? We're going to color coordinate with the swans, right? Swans? I have a great idea where we can have this wedding. Where? The steak pit. I don't think you want the word pit on a wedding invitation. I hope George didn't get lost up there. He's going to be fine. Finally, the big day arrived. The day I'd been dreading for the past six months. Well, actually, for the past 22 years. Before I knew it, I had to let her go. I'll just, uh, 
Touchstone Pictures presents Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Martin Short, and introducing Kimberly Williams. I'm told that one day I'll look back on all of this with great affection and nostalgia. I hope so. Good night, Mr. Banks. Drive carefully. And don't forget to fasten your condom. Dad! Seatbelt, I meant. Seatbelt. Father of the Bride. All right, folks, on the line, I've got a dear old friend who I can't really remember the last time I talked to her. I, I want to say it's been over a decade. We were real close in high school in the latter part of our high school years and uh, a little bit through college. And, you know, life goes on and you move on and you do different things. But, you know, you still keep in touch with each other somewhat. You know, social media has changed all of that. Um, but I'm very happy to welcome for the first time on this show, Miss Stacy Snow. How are you, ma'am? I am good, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun because it's my first podcast. So Awesome. I, I will make sure to make this a very fun experience for you. Um, first off, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Uh, I get real nervous asking like my own friends, like, oh, would they be interested in doing this? Like, I know if somebody asked me onto their podcast, I'd be like, Hell yeah. Like, what, do, what were you waiting for? Like, go ahead and ask me. Uh, so thank you so much for being up for this and uh, kind of want to tell the story a little bit of how this came to be. So I'm a very big uh, collector on physical media. I've gotten really into it. Uh, I've started to go thrifting for a lot of uh, VHS and I even bought myself an old VCR not too long ago. And I've been collecting a lot of 90s movies, which is basically what this whole series is. It's like my favorite decade of movies. And um, one of the best ones out there is Father of the Bride. And I remember posting, I've been posting everything that I buy for the most part, VHS on Instagram. And I remember you messaged me after I had purchased this one. You're like, oh, that this is one of like my absolute most favorite movies. And I was like, oh, you know, the wheels were turning already. I'm thinking of like stuff that I want to do and I'm doing this show and I know I'm going to cover this movie at the end of the year. And this was like way early on, like months ago, when I had purchased this movie. I'm like, I'm going to ask her, see if she'd be up to it. We haven't talked in forever, but this would be a nice way for us to catch up and, you know, yeah. see if she would want to talk about the movie. So that's the story of how this podcast came to be. So again, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about this with me. Yeah, when you asked me, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. I love this movie, and I don't know, it's just fun. And yeah, we get to catch up. It's been forever, so. Yeah. Um, so 30 years, Father of the Bride. Can you believe feel, it's been that long? I, I feel old because I was like five. Yeah, that's exactly the age we were. We're the same age, right? 35? Yeah, I just turned 35. December. Oh, I thought you were older for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> December 19th, I turned Oh my God, happy belated birthday. Thank you. And you just, well, you turned 35 in October. So I did. Yeah, right? oh, yes, yeah. yes. Does so. everything hurt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't feel like I'm 35. Kind Good. Of. I Good. I'm younger. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I can't believe it. It's crazy to be like, you know, I used to think like we were little and I would see my parents and they were in their 30s. And I mm. used to think like they're in their 30s, like. You know, you kind of think, you I mean, you don't think your parents are old, but now yeah. I'm that age and mm -hmm. I'm like, it's crazy. I don't know. It just feels like yesterday we were in college and high school and 
here we are. Yeah. Do you so, see stuff differently now, like media wise? Like uh, we talked a little bit about this off air as we were catching up, but like I see movies, some certain movies, not all of them through a different lens now, specifically this one I was telling you. Um, I kind of, I see this movie as, as a parent myself, when I was a kid growing up, it's just a big comfort of a family movie. So, and it, I still feel that way overall about it, but now I really get a sense of what the Steve Martin character is feeling. So is there any stuff that you watch now where you're like, Oh, I totally get it from this point of view now. Yeah. I just feel like it's any movie we liked as like kids, like growing up, like I, my dad raised us watching like, 80s movies and stuff so you know as a kid watching I don't know 16 Candles and not really loving it so much right that's probably one of my favorites right and like I loved it because it was funny and it was you know the guy she gets the guy in the end right Mm -hmm. but then as an adult when you watch it you catch things that are like I didn't even realize that or I didn't you know it you you see it through a different lens so this movie in particular Father of the Bride like when I watched it as a kid yes it's comforting right and you're Mm -hmm. like oh a great story and um but now that i as an adult i i i mean i don't have kids but i wonder how my dad feels you know i'm like and now yeah. i kind of you know like he's a dad and he's talking about his daughter getting married and you know i think about it like now like you know like does my dad feel like you know you wonder how my dad you know how your dad feels about it and um I don't know, as you're older, you see things differently than you did, Absolutely. or you don't catch things, you know, that you, when you're little, you didn't get it, and now mm-hmm. when you're an adult, it's, you understand, you know, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a well, good movie. a little bit of a note for our audience, uh, you yourself are engaged and are about to get married, so I think this is a good, like, correlation with this movie, I think it's a like I like I feel like the stars have aligned for this. Like this is perfect. Like you're the perfect guest for this for this movie because you're about to go through that. So and seeing this, I think you can kind of get a sense, especially in the age that we're at now, like what your dad's gonna go through. Because you're are you're you the are you the first uh, child? Yeah, I'm the oldest, and I'm oh. the first to get married. So here we go. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean. I know my dad, like, obviously, you know, he's really excited and all that. But I feel like no matter how old we are, like, still to this day, he calls me his little girl. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my little girl. And, you know, so I'm sure, you know, he has a lot of emotions. He's yeah. happy, but he's kind of like, well, she's my daughter, you know. And it's kind of yeah. like losing her. But you're not really losing her, but you kind of are. And, you know, now there's this, her husband. and yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I imagine he has those feelings. He mm-hmm. just doesn't exactly obviously say it. Or, yeah. you know. But you'll have that. Will this movie be running through your mind, you think, on that day a little I, bit? I think so, yeah. <laughs> the whole process of them planning and all of that. Just, like, watching, like, you know, seeing them planning, like, pick, when they go for the first time to pick up the cake and they're, they meet their wedding coordinator. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it was just, like, they were picking the cake and the dad was like, no, like, the, how much is it or whatever? Right. So just doing those things and, like, okay, how much is this going to cost? How much is that? Just, like, that made me think of, like, the stuff that we were going through. Like, right. Deciding on things so yeah it, like I feel like that's something that I would think of on my wedding day for sure yeah, yeah. Uh, for me I hope it's a very long time uh, I'm, I'm a dad to two girls so 
I'm going to go through this twice. So that's going to be just even worse for me. But I think emotionally, I'm very like ahead of the curve. I'm like already preparing myself for that, even though it's like, it's something I really even shouldn't even be thinking about, but I can't help it. I overthink stuff. Uh, but I know that one day is going to come where it's like, oh, like she'll always, they'll always be my girls, but there's going to come a point where they're, they're going to have their own family and they're going to move on with their life. And it's like, there's that, there's that, what's that scene where Steve Martin just puts his hand on his heart and just like, oh, like you just know, like it's, it's over. Um, yeah. or that, that part of your life is, is over. But, uh, after it's a taking, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a sense of like not a new life, but it's like it's a different way that he has to. Like it's now she has a husband. It's not just like you know she has her own family, like you said. So yeah, yeah. so it changes a little. <laughs> I watched this movie's like depressing to me now, but it, I don't want it, that to be the whole message. Like this is still like a very, it's a timeless co- uh, drama comedy. I don't know how would you describe what this movie is. Is it more comedy to you, or is it a blend of the two? I mean, I think it's a blend of the two, but if I, I mean, when I really think about it though, like, I feel like I laugh a lot through the movie. Oh and yeah. I like I'm laughing. So, like I feel for him, right? You feel for Steve Martin's character, but it's just so funny, like how he acts and the stuff he says. And I don't know, I would say more of like a comedy. Okay. No, I, I, I totally get that. I just, I just wanted to get your perspective on what you think the genre is like that that it really should be categorized under. And I think, yeah, for the most part, it's, it's still a, just a, a comedy. And it's one of those comedies where it doesn't need to be raunchy or have like all these like, you know, obscenities or anything like that. It's just a very clean comedy. And sometimes I like that. Don't get me wrong. I love like, you know, like the American pies and, you know, stuff yeah. like that, where it's just, it's more raunchy. It's more physical comedy and there's physical comedy in this movie, but for the most part, it's just genuine, like, little pokes uh there's looks that steve martin gives where it's just that's the comedy in itself and his reactions are just like i was laughing my ass off in a a lot of parts as i rewatched this last night um but yeah it's just uh just an overall great timeless uh comedy but it's comforting like it's just right those movies that you enjoy watching but you know like you like you like the whole how it ends and you know it's a great ending and it's a great movie and I don't know I just I I like it it's just it's comforting and it makes me happy so like it's a it's a predictable movie but sometimes like that's okay like that's enough like it doesn't need to have twists and turns or uh a plot twist or whatever Yeah. yeah like I I feel like if they did it today they would try to throw a lot of stuff in there that would just be like you know, maybe the the little breakup between her or the little fit that her and Brian have, like towards the very end, maybe that lasts for a while when, you know, really it's when you think about it, it's just nerves more than really a fight. It's just like anxiety yeah. just of growing up. And because uh, this really also is a coming of age movie because, you know, it's also it's also uh, Annie's movie played by Kimberly Williams. It's It's her movie also, even though it's more about Steve Martin, but. Uh, you know, it's 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 also her movie. It's a coming of age, growing up, uh, moving on to that next part of your life. Like it's it's scary. Like I mean, do you have those feelings too? I mean, I know we're we're a little grown up already, but you're still we're still pretty young, and you know, still going through different phases of our lives. It's a uh... yeah. I mean, I 
kind of like in the movie, like how you were saying it was just they they had their little thing, right, where they were like got upset or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, but real quick, going back to what you said, had it been like a movie that they would have made like today, it would have been like this whole long thing. I feel like it would have like lasted months, and it would have been like yeah. a thing. And then they finally like somehow come across each other, or, like right. Whatever. And this just, okay, they went through it and they realized, like, that was dumb, you know, like, it's really not that big of a deal. And yeah, we're getting married. So there's a lot of nerves. Um, But yeah, I feel like also just the whole, I mean, really, you like, you get to know somebody, right? Like when you're whenever you're doing stuff, planning for something, you little things that you'll get into will be like, well, I don't like that, but I like this. And then it's like, well, I don't want to do that. But I want like, you know, little things like that. But it's like, come on, like, it's a wedding. Like, we shouldn't, I don't want to get into an argument about a wedding and the color we're going to pick or however that's going to look or who we're going to invite here that, you know, like, I don't know. Those are like little things, but I mean, then you just realize it's really not that big of a deal. At the end of the day, it should, nothing should take away from what you're doing on that day, you know? And I feel like that's kind of what happens, you know, and Mm -hmm. kind of just realize, you know, it's dumb and (laughs) they're good. Yeah. It's like Steve Martin says, like marriage is that's marriage is one thing. A wedding is like a whole different other monster. Um, yeah, <laughs> and we'll get into all that. Uh, um, wanted to talk a little bit about the, the premise. Uh, I, I use a website called Box Office Mojo. That's where I look at up all the box office numbers and just anything that this movie did, like whether it made any records or anything like that. Um, I don't know if you follow any of that stuff. It's okay if you don't like uh, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to educate the audience and everybody. So uh, if you want to sit back and relax and just gather your thoughts, if you have questions, you can ask me. Uh, uh, I'll try my best to answer them. So first off, this is what the synopsis of the movie uh, on this website, what it says. And you can say that's a perfect synopsis or anything that you would add to it to sell it. If you were trying to get somebody to watch these movies especially like the younger kids who like, it's hard to get them to get into anything. They'd rather be on TikTok or YouTube or whatever. It's a, it's a different generation now. Um, But here, here's the synopsis. It says with his oldest daughter's weddings approaching, a father finds himself reluctant to let go. Do you feel like it's a good summary of what this movie is about? Or is there anything you would add? Yeah. I mean, cause that's really what I feel like I mean he really is like he has that reluctant feeling of letting it letting his daughter go I mean just like the whole planning thing it's almost like well why do we have to do this and I don't want to spend money on that and I don't yeah. want to do that and it's almost like are you trying to like <laughs> sabotage our wedding or you know like almost like you don't want us to get married and he's very like not about it like it's even when the guy comes over Brian right that's right he comes over and right away he was just like, you know, like very not receptive to him at all. Like, I don't know. He's just very reluctant. He doesn't want to let his daughter go. And, you know, it's understandable. But I mean, I really feel like that's what that's what the gist is. of what it is. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Perfect. Um, so want to talk about um, actually your early memories of this movie. So we were both kids growing up in the 90s. And how do you feel about the 90s overall in general, just in movies? Is it like one of your favorite decades or are you, like you mentioned earlier, are you more like into the 80s movies? 90s I do like. I mean, you know, I feel like growing up I'd watch, obviously, Clueless, right? There we go. This My Girl, 
That was a good movie. I think that was a nineties movie. Yes. Um, and I love that was one of my favorites. But I really I mean I have to say I love eighties movies. No, I, I I'm right there with you. I think they're good. And I mean, even today, like I love to watch, you know, like the Breakfast Club and mm-hmm. Pretty in Pink and St. Elmo's Fire and all of those, and those are all great. Um, but this movie in particular, I want to say I remember like going to the movie rental place. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of the younger, the younger kids don't like, know what? <laughs> what that is at all. They don't know what, you know, the feeling of on a Friday night, remember like going to, you have to go to a store and pick up the movie and then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was so fun. I oh, remember yeah. like on Friday, Saturdays going with my mom and dad and it's like, okay, we're going to go get movies. And this movie in particular, I um, remember we rented it. Or me and my sister wanted to watch it or something. It was something along those lines. And when we got home, we watched it, right? And I remember being like, oh, my God, I love this movie. Like, But, you know, as a little girl, you're like, this is such a great, fun, romantic movie. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> me, I think I was more into, like, them. Like, they're going to get married. And the dad, I feel like now as an adult, I can appreciate him more as I got, you know, his character and his acting and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. as a kid... I would watch a movie because it was it's a wedding and they're gonna get married and it's a yeah. story and it's that's how I viewed it. And now I mean he now Steve Martin, I mean, when I'm older and I see it, like he's such a great actor. I love him. Yeah. I mean, this movie he just makes me laugh. Like he's funny. So those are my memories of it. Watching it with my sister, I remember. So yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Like when you're watching it as a kid and Steve Martin comes off as a nag, like, oh, what a Debbie Downer. He's like, so annoying. Like, right? stop being annoying. You're ruining the wedding, you know, or the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember, I remember, I don't think this was a blockbuster night for me, but I remember seeing this. They used to play this movie a lot on, on TV. And, you know, nowadays all you see is like Marvel and Star Wars on TV. But back in the day, it's still some channels you can find, like where they show like just movies, movies, like stuff that's not, you know, huge special effects or anything like just you could turn on TBS or whatever. And, um, you know, father of the bride would be playing on a Saturday afternoon. And so I remember watching like that one. And I think part two, they would always air it as a double, as a double header. We can talk about the sequel at the end. If you like that one or not, uh, it's not really what this show is about, but we can dive into that one a little bit, but that's how I remember seeing it. Uh, I remember it as a very, like, just, such a comforting movie just kind of like you know aspirations of like oh man if i have a family i want to i want to be like the banks family i want to yeah. live in a house like that and you know small town and just you know just everything everything about that movie like even the the city that they're in the environment just feels very lively and just like very homey is uh did, did you get that feeling too like when you're watching it as a kid yeah, especially when he says, like, you know, we've lived here, like, that was their fo- like their first home they bought. So, like, their kids basically, you know, Annie grew up there, right? And then yeah. he's like, what I like about this place is that it hasn't changed in, like, the 25 years. So, there's something comforting, you know, with yeah. that, you know, and um, very, it's a comforting movie. Yeah. That's why I describe it. It's a very, like, uh, what is it? I'm trying to put the right words together it's a safe space right because but then obviously as we're adults now we realize stuff eventually does change and you know you move on into different chapters of your life but 
if in a perfect world, right, if you lived like with a family like that or grew up with a family like that, you, you of course you would think like the Steve Martin character and be like, oh, we, nothing ever changes here. This is great. Like, why would I ever, you know, want to change anything? So, yeah, it's a perfect way uh, as you're watching this movie as a kid to be like just in awe of it. <laughs> One of the things that bugged me about this movie, uh, and not that there's a lot to nitpick about it, but when they go and meet the in-laws, and they're driving around and they're like, oh, man, this is like they're about to meet like a rich family. I'm like, well, what about you guys? Look at that giant house you're in. Like, oh, that's, that's, that's rich to me. What I thought, too, because he's over here like, oh, of course they would live in Bel Air. What does he say? <laughs> yeah. But that's occurred to me, too. I'm like, well, I mean, your house is like really nice. Like you have a very big home and um, y'all seem to be pretty successful to me, you know, and. For him to say that, I'm like, okay, well, I guess. Well, damn, it's like, are my, are my standards like, low? Is that not I rich? know. I'm like, are you? I know. Yeah, that's it. I thought about that, too. Because when he says that, like, I don't know. It's funny. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, that just occurred to me, and I got mad. I was like, that's rich. No, you're rich. Like, stop it. Like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> So yeah, those are my earliest memories of it. Obviously, as I've mentioned a lot already, I see this movie completely different now through his eyes. Um, but um want to talk about the box office uh, success of this movie. Um, there's a lot of movies that I've covered where they, they really don't make any money. And it's like, whoa, like nowadays, like movies make money like crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. As I mentioned this to you, like Spider-Man, for example, made almost like close to 300 million in the span of three days. And that's, you think of that, like if, imagine that in, ni- in 1990, you would have been like, whoa, like, did the whole world go see it? Um, yeah, for real. It's it's insane. Yeah. So back then, you know, to me, a, a big movie opening would be like 20 million or more. Like that was huge in the 90s. That was yeah. really the standard. Uh, this movie opened up to 7 million, which like it's pretty good for its time. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't number one at the box office that year, uh, the weekend that it came out. It lost to Hook from Steven Spielberg, the movie about Peter Pan. Um, so it was never number one, but it did go on to gross over like 90 million in the U S which is pretty awesome for a, a family yeah. comedy, something with like not huge spectacle around it. Uh, I forgot what the number was specifically worldwide, but overall the gross of this movie was like a hundred and like 20 million. So that's, that to me is a huge success, especially in 1991. Like you got to remember, like you got to think back to those times. So that is huge. And that's probably why they ended up making the sequel, which came, I think, four years later. Um, so it like earned the right to get a sequel. Now everything gets sequels these days. So it's not really special anymore. <laughs> yeah, every movie gets a sequel. And I mean, a lot of movies should not. Just Oh, for sure. And that's it. Like there's no need to keep pushing it, right? Yeah. We're just in different times now and studios only care about making money and, you know, not to say like all the movies are bad, like there's good sequels out there, but for the most part, like, you know, well, the funny thing is this father of the bride is actually a remake uh, from like 1950. I've never seen the original. Yeah. I have 
haven't either, but I know that um, I actually found that out. I think one day when I was looking for Father of the Bride, because I went to see if it was streaming somewhere. And when I looked for it, there was another there's another one. And mm-hmm. I, I haven't actually watched it, but I yeah. didn't realize until then. I was like, wow, I didn't realize this is like a remake of, of an older movie. Yeah, uh, I I, I rewatched this on uh, Turner Classic Movies, which is, I mean, they show like old movies on there, but they showed this one, which goes to show you like a lot of time has passed. Like I still sometimes think the 90s were just yesterday, but they weren't. Uh, but um, yeah, they've said like the consensus is, is that this one is actually a little better than the original. And that's sometimes that it's a rare thing when that happens, but uh, I think it did for this one as far as like the critics uh, go. Um like another one, for example, like I've never seen the original Ocean's Eleven. I only know the one with Brad Pitt and all the big stars. And that one was incredible for what it was. So yeah. sometimes you don't really need to go back to the original, but you know, it worked for this one. Yeah. If you're um, interested. Well, I'm kind of interested in the original one. So maybe I'll some point in time I'll Well, I heard like in the original, um, because Steve Martin kind of plays this one a little with a, a little bit more of a likable character. I think the guy who plays his character in the original was a little bit more rougher. So oh. I don't know. Again, but again, the fifties were a different time. So yeah. I'm sure like, you know, standards were different back then, but <laughs> uh, just as they are now, right. If they yeah. did this in 2021 and we'll, we'll talk about that at the very end of this uh, show. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the overall box office of this. Uh, so it's considered a huge success. In my eyes, I mean, I'm sure like you get the young kids and they'll be like <laughs> 90 million. Like that's freaking nothing. That's a bomb. It's a bomb in today's standard. But yeah. uh, back then it's a huge deal. Um, What else? Critically, it was well received, as I mentioned. Um, I, I do for this show follow Siskel and Ebert. They were probably the most popular critics in the 90s. Uh, if you're familiar, Stacey, I've ever seen like on a on a VHS box or a poster, like two thumbs up or whatever. Yeah. Are you familiar with that yeah. terminology? And the thumbs down, yes. Yeah. So these are the critics that everybody would probably look to as far as like, oh, should I go see this movie? Like they said it's good. So let me check it out. Nowadays, everybody's got a blog, uh, an opinion. Um, like it's, it's very hard yeah, to take I seriously. If I want to, if I'm interested in a movie, I always, and I don't know if it's very credible or not, but I always look at the Rotten Tomatoes percentage. I'm like, is it good or is it not? Is this going to determine whether or not I'm going to go watch the movie? That's very interesting that you bring that up because I do like, I look at those that stuff, but it, it doesn't determine it for me, but it at least gives me an idea of what, for the most part, what people are saying about it. It's not the end all be all, but it's it's something to look at. And that's something like I, I notice a lot in my job where, you know, people are coming up and they don't know what to watch and I'll see them or I'll overhear them. And they're like, well, what does Rotten Tomatoes say? And, and they'll look yeah. up real quickly. But, you know, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I know that there's movies that have a very low percentage on Rotten Tomatoes, but I absolutely love that. Oh, so yeah, no. You should definitely not take people's word for it. But, you know, you, you can help. I know I can. Like, if I go search for a movie, I'm like, well, let's see, you know, what people say. I automatically look at that and I'm like, no, I'm still going to watch it or, you know, but you can't help it. You want to hear or you want to see what people are going to say about right. it. But, but yeah, knowing uh, the movies that I'm thinking of, though, that have a low percentage, but I like them. So I well, mean, there's there's movies that I know that are bad, like 
but I enjoy the heck out of them. And I know they're like rated bad. Like, for example, I'm a big Sylvester Stallone guy. And the Expendables, I know, are not the most critically acclaimed movies. And I'm sure their scores are very low, but I absolutely adore those movies because to me, they're just fun. But I, I recognize that it's a bad movie. But, you know, again, always make up your own mind. Uh, yeah. But and, I, and I'm sure and knowing like our friendship through the years, you, you have your own mind to make up on whether you like something or not and yeah. won't be swayed by a critic. Um, no, I'll watch it, especially if it has actors that I like. I don't care. I'm like, no, if it's someone that I really like or I enjoy their acting, like I'm going to watch it. I don't care. So like, uh, like, remember when you used to be into Josh Hartnett, like anything oh that he did? God, what happened like, to that guy? Right? I'm, like, no, I'm looking for him and I have no, I don't know where he is. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, when I think about it, his movies were just, I mean, I remember first seeing him, I think, in the Halloween movie, or no. Uh-huh. Yeah, faculty, no, that's, that was one of his first faculty, movies. The Faculty was one of those two, mm-hmm. but I don't remember which one came out first. I don't, can't remember, but... Uh, Oh my god, yes, I was like obsessed. I'm like anything he comes out in, I don't care, I'm gonna watch it. And you know, he had some good movies, he had some not so good movies. Um, but you still watch him, like I mean whatever. Yeah, but I just <laughs> I don't just don't know where he hasn't acted. So I don't know what he's doing. Or- well, surprisingly he was in a movie this year that came out. Um he's slowly like doing some stuff. Um he was with in a movie with Jason Statham this year. Um it was called Wrath of Man. He was in there. I saw something with that. Or I saw him with, or I don't know. There were, you know how like on social media, they'll put or on Instagram, like pictures or mm-hmm. of actors or something. I remember seeing, reading about him doing something, but I don't remember. It was probably yeah. not because I saw that other guy. What's his name? Jason. Jason Statham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I no, I remember. Watch, I- did you watch it? No, I didn't, but I remember I saw that trailer because I was like you. I was like, I'm all every once in a while I'll go on Facebook and like, hey, remember Josh Hartnett? Whatever happened to him? Yeah. Uh, he was gonna be something and then he just went away. Um I know. No, when that trailer for that movie came out, I'm like, oh, another Jason Statham movie. Like usually his movies are all the same. But then there was like a clip of this one guy and I was like, that, is that Josh Hartnett? And I, I had to go look up on IMDb and it was him and I was like, Oh my god, he's back. Um yeah. But he, when he did that show, not to make this whole thing about Josh Hartnett, but now that we're talking, he, what is that show he did? But I didn't never watched it. Penny was it like Penny, Penny Dreadful? Yeah, he did that, right? He did you watch that? No? No, no, I didn't. You were, um, over, you were over him already? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it, but um, it has a couple of seasons, I think. Yeah. Right? I don't even think he was in the full series of that show. I think he was only oh, on for a while. And then... Like one of the not, like not a main character. There were, that or he was only like in the first or second season. And then that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we can have another podcast about Josh Hartnett. We're sure. Him and... <laughs> trying to think what else comes out in the nineties that you would want to come back for that he's in probably one of the um, Halloweens or the faculty or. What else did he do? When did uh Well he's more like early two thousands because yeah, Pearl Harbor and Wicker Park. Okay, I have to say Wicker Park. I mean it's not oh that's one of the movies that doesn't have a I don't think it has a very high percentage of Rotten Tomatoes. Probably not. But I in genuinely enjoy the movie. Oh I that, that movie's good. Movie. Like I don't know. I watched it later more recently and um 
I really do like it. I mean, that was really to that girl who comes out. Um, what's her name? Oh my Brooke. gosh, I don't even know. I would have to look back again. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Mm-hmm. She does a what's her name? She did Bridesmaids. She did Neighbors. The funny. Girl. Oh, uh, was it Roseburn? There we go. Yeah. So that was, I think, one of the first times I'd seen her in like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, now it's all that's starting. Good. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah. That that's a good movie, but. Yeah, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get back to Father of the Bride. That's what we're here to talk about. Sorry about that, folks. We're we're also catching up on this podcast. Uh, so if we go off on any little tangents, it's I mean, bear with us. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's get back to the movie here. So now we've covered the. I mean, it was obviously critically adored uh, for the most part. Obviously, there's I'm sure there's haters out there of this movie, but that's any movie, right? But for the most part, I think. Everybody likes this movie. Um, it's looked back very fondly on. Um, I think spoilers. I think it's aged really well, but we'll talk about that at the very end. Um, there's nothing really to cancel on this movie. Um, <laughs> it's weird how they do that with stuff now. Like it's weird, right? Like, um, like for example, I was on TV the other day watching the USA Network, and Rush Hour comes on. But they put like a little disclaimer before the movie, like, oh, hey, by the way, there's some jokes in here that wouldn't, uh, you know, be well received now. So just remember or just keep that in mind. And it's like, oh, like, why do we have to do that to to movies now? Like, I get it with history figures and not to make this like a thing about that. But, you know, it's just weird how people nitpick stuff like people. Movies can just be of their time. Uh, But that's okay. But this movie, I think, is it's very like. Uh, clean cut and yeah, uh, it's not really. I mean, like I would show this to one. Like it would be fine to show in a classroom with kids. I don't think it's too yeah. like. I mean, it's it deals with adult themes, but it's a family. It's a family movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good. Yeah, I would totally show this to my students. Actually, now that you mention it, giving you ideas. Here. Yeah, we're gonna have <laughs> a, on a some Friday. You know, in school when you used to watch movies on Fridays. Oh yeah, we're gonna. Have, we're gonna do that. We'll watch Father of the Bride. Awesome. Let me know when you do that. I'll I'll I'll, I'll come visit. Yeah. I'll sit in the class. Who's yeah. that guy? I don't know. Just leave him alone. He likes this movie. Serving the class. That's all he's doing. <laughs> all right, Stacy. Let's get into our, our things about this movie that we either liked, didn't like, or neutral on, or whatever you want to discuss. And I will let you go first since this movie is more of your one of your favorites. I'll let you start us off. So what's one thing that you liked or didn't like about this movie? And it can one go in any direction. I really liked about this movie is, and I know I had mentioned to you earlier, I really love Martin Short. I think he is. Frank. Frank is the best. I mean, I wish he was my wedding coordinator. I mean, I just think I love him in this movie. It's just, I like all the characters, right? But I have to say that he's probably one of my favorites. It's just his whole, like, I don't know. I can't like watch it and keep a straight face. Like I start laughing at like mm-hmm. just the way that he talks and like um, it's funny when um, Steve Martin, Steve Martin's character when he's like telling him like we're gonna have a wedding and like in the very beginning when he meets him like we're gonna have a wedding. He's like, does this include like subtitles? We're gonna have subtitles because <laughs> he can't understand yeah. anything he's saying. And the I love how the mom and and um, Annie like understand everything, right? And he's like, he's like, you know, when they're asking about the cake and he's like, what? Like, what are you like? What is it? Like, what are you talking about? But 
He's probably like one of my uh, favorite characters in the movie. I wish he was my wedding coordinator. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. I think overall the characters are good. I mean, Diane Keaton, she's like timeless. I love her. Oh, yeah. Anything and everything that she does. And I like the chemistry with her and Steve Martin. I just think it's good. Like, it's natural. It's not, you know, when you see movies, you're like, oh, they could have maybe gone better. Damn it. You're going into one of my things. That's one of my things. So we'll, we'll, I'll bounce off you for that. So that's one of my things about this movie is that the chemistry between Steve Martin, Diane Keaton is so electric. It's so good. It's so like, it's so easy. It doesn't feel forced. You, you're, you totally buy them as a married couple. Um, and, and another thing that I love about this movie is that nobody ever really gets mad at, at each other. Like they have like disagreements, but it's like, Eh, you know, whatever, we move on. Like when when Homeboy gets arrested at the grocery store for taking out buns out of a hot dog package. Oh my like, god, he was like adamant about like, no, I only need 12 or whatever he said. That's, um, what a stupid thing to go to jail for though, right? I know, like, oh, it's like, I just feel like he doesn't have control over anything that's really going on, right? Yeah. And he's like adamant about like no i'm only gonna get what i need because this is what i need and this is what i can you know he's taking him out of the bag but that was so funny and he's like sir um you can't do that and he's like well i only need 12 or i only need i don't know what the number was but isn't it weird like you think about it as as an adult you're like why do they sell you eight like hot dog weenies but then the 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 package comes with 12 yeah it doesn't come on i mean yeah okay i agree with him however (laughs) I don't know if I would have done that exactly, but I get it. Yes. But back to like how like nobody ever really gets like super mad. Like in the new version, the Diane Keaton character would probably be so furious that he's in jail and you know how like he needs to get his head out of his ass or whatever. But she's kind of just like, you know what? Like you need to rethink your whole attitude on this. And she's even like all cute about it at the end. Like, hey, like, you know, you're not going to unbutton your shirt and get frustrated you're just gonna like go with it like you know think about this is about your daughter like think about that in the whole picture so diane keen is just so like total like the best like mom in these movies like um do you remember the family stone yes i know she's a little rougher in that one but i mean for overall like i look at her as like the best like movie mom yeah or up there yeah, she's good. The family stone, she was really good. Too. Yeah, she was very tough, like a lot more. She kind of was not like rough around the edges, I guess. Like very. She's well, that was, whole family is like dysfunctional. Oh, in that movie. all of them. Are, <laughs> right. Right? But I don't blame them. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker's character was something else, so <laughs> I really don't blame them. But in this movie, she's just like she's. I just like how she just doesn't take it so serious. Like, oh, come on, George. Like, whatever. Like, you know, and it's just kind of like, and he goes along with it. But it's like he throws a fit and they let him. And then they're like, okay, come on. Just get with it. And then he does, you know. But he has to, like, throw a fit first or um, the part that was funny was, like, when they were talking about the guest list, right? Yes. And they're trying to get rid of people and like they're getting all like he gets all like mad about I don't know, like he's trying to take off somebody, like we well, haven't talked to them in twenty years or something. But yeah. it was just funny, that whole thing, because he gets mad and then that's when I guess Annie got upset, right? And she left. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's exactly how the scene goes. 
Yeah. So that was a, that was a funny scene. Yeah, no, Diane Keaton is so great in this movie. Like, she's just such a joy. Like, she's just there smiling. Like, she's going along. She's like the audience. She's just going along for the ride, and she just... She's excited and happy. Like, the same expression we have, well, I mean, me, like, when you see them and, like, their daughter meets somebody, and Mm. she's talking about, like, how excited she is. Like, Diane Keaton's, like, all into it and excited. She's like us, yes. Like, she's excited, too. And it's funny how she's, like, the only one that notices, like, if... If uh, Steve Martin's character George is like making a face or something, she kind of like just gives him like the side eye, like yeah. not cut it out because nobody else in the movie notices, but she does. That's that's like, the brilliant part of it. Part that I love is that she notices is like when they're sitting on the couch and she just meets, they just meet Brian and he keeps touching her leg. Yeah. That to me is hilarious because <laughs> he's like losing his shit. Like, oh my God, like, why are you touching your leg? Yeah. And Diane Keen's character is like notices and she's kind of just looking at him like, Okay, yeah. like it's really not that big of a deal, you know. That's a funny part too. <laughs> I want to go back. I want to go back to your first point though, Frank. Um, I remember as a kid, like I don't know, I, I you you could understand everything that he's saying. I was rewatching this last night, and I'm like, what the hell is this guy saying? Like a lot yeah. of it is really jumbled. Yeah, and I don't know if that. I think that was probably intentional because uh-huh. you're supposed to see it from Steve Martin's point of view, and it's like, yeah, like some of the stuff that he's saying, like the words are very overdramatic. Like when he says, you know, he just throws like these weird little accents to it. Um, I love that though. Like, but yeah. So like now when I watch things as I've gotten older, I use subtitles. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I have to have subtitles, but especially in that movie, because I'm like, wait, what did he say though? Like, I really did not get what he said though. So like, I have to read it like, oh, that's what he said. So I do get Steve Martin's character for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just think it's hilarious. Like that Annie and um, Diane Keen's character, like they know exactly what he's saying. It's Mm -hmm. funny. It just makes it funnier. And it's funny because that movie is so like straight, like there's no gimmicks in that movie he's the only gimmick in that movie where it's like a super like rambunctious character but it like works for some reason i don't know why it works but it does yeah it's good you can i don't know like that's all you need and he does such a good job too like he's just it's it's like i just feel like it's a good movie all the characters are good. I mean, I like the little brother. He's so like random. Like he's just there, like you know, minding his business. Yeah. And doesn't really. Um, I don't know. He doesn't really. He's just like kind of along for the ride, and yeah. I don't know. It's just funny. But he's um, enjoying the ride because, like, I was like that when I was a kid, and I'm still like that today. Where like I love weddings, like just the whole yeah. atmosphere of it. So I totally related to him when I was a kid. Like, oh, like him getting like practicing how to do his steps and and all that stuff and him like when steve martin acknowledges him towards the end he's like hey buddy like sorry we haven't really like paid attention to he's like it's okay like you know it's uh it's whatever like this is a a big deal and yeah he gets it funny when when um he's trying to when uh steve martin's character is trying to like he's like oh you know i have this idea like we can get y'all can get married at the church i don't know what it is and he's like you can have your reception or whatever at the something the smoke pit. or something <laughs> and the little the brother he's like dad or he he's like um i don't think pit is like a good place you want to put on the invitation george but he says <laughs> his name and i think that's so funny like 
I don't know. It's it's funny coming from him, the little boy. How much you want to bet that they wanted Macaulay Culkin for that role? Because it comes a year after Home Alone. Yeah, for sure. But the role's kind of smaller, so I don't know if he would fit. Like he was good in that side character in Uncle Buck. Uh But uh, after Home Alone, it was clear he was the star. But I bet you that they wanted him originally. I would have to really research. Because obviously, you know, that's a Colkin brother, right? That's yeah. yeah, he's actually, I mean, he comes on in a bunch of like, what's the other? Well, he obviously does come on Home Alone. He comes out in uh, what's the other one that he comes out into that his what is his name? Kieran, Kieran Colkin. Are, are you yeah. talking about him as a kid? Because he's in the show Succession. Yeah. Yes. And that, that's what I was getting to. Like he's that movie. I mean, that show, that's one of the shows too. We've been watching. I love that show. Is it? I've, I've never seen it, but everybody tells me about it. Is it a, is it a recommendation from you to watch? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's a very, it's a very messed up family, but yeah, he comes out in it and his character, he's a very interesting character. Okay. Um, but as a kid, I know he came, well, obviously he came out in that one, in Home Alone, and what's the other, there's another movie he came out in. Oh, I'm I mean, sure I'm he's sure come out several. in a lot of stuff, yeah. But there's another one that I'm thinking of, and I can't remember. Hmm. But I thought he did such a great job. I liked him in that movie. I don't yeah. think it would have been the same if I'd been Macaulay Culkin. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just... I like the characters in the movie. I don't know. And like I said, the movie's very comforting. They could have made him, like a little butthead brother, you know, like that could have been mean to Annie or whatever. You know what I mean? Like a typical role, but he's just like, cool. Like there's that scene, like actually it's in the scene where he's practicing the steps and, you know, uh, George sends him off to bed or whatever. And he's walking off and and you hear the brother and sister, like say goodnight to each other, that they love each other. And it's like, he fucking like, he tugs at his heart again. He's like, he's not going to have that anymore in his house. Like, you know, it's just, it just very tugs at your heart and um yeah that's another thing that just makes this movie like so awesome is just how like just close to the family that they are and yeah i'm sure there's arguments but they're just very a very loving family yeah it's a it's a good wholesome movie um let's see what else did you like about this movie or anything that stood out to you um i mean just I mean, like I said, probably I said my, who my favorite character was, right? But I just love, I, you know, as much as I feel like if Steve Martin, his character was my dad, I would be like kind of annoyed, like, okay, dad, like I get it, you know? I mean, he's kind of, um, he's against everything, but that's what I like about it too, because it just makes it that much more fun and funny. Mm-hmm. And um, I I don't know. It's just his character too is very. I like it. Like mm-hmm. just how he goes against everything, but in the end, you know, it ends up like, what is he gonna do? Really? I mean, what is he going to do? He can't I mean, stop his daughter from. Yeah, he could be like a total jerk about it, but he ends up like he empathizes and understands. Like even when they get into that thing at the end, this yeah. is like he says, "This is my chance. I could get rid of Brian forever," but instead he. <laughs> He understands and like, you know, even he wants her to make up with him. And um, yeah. do you want to it talk about nice to see him come around? You yes. know, he like, you know, he just accepts it for what it is. Yeah, definitely. I want to talk about the the basketball stuff, because I think that's just 
it's a nice little touch to it. Just like it's a thing between them that they yeah. have, like, especially when they're, they're playing and they're, the My Girl song is playing. That's just such a like classic scene. I mean, there's no dialogue. It's just them playing around. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have something like that with your dad? Something like that's between just you guys or something that you guys can share, like just, you know, um, between you guys? You don't have to say what it is. You can just say it's something. Yeah, like, I feel like growing up, our thing was, like, basketball. I never played basketball. Um, mm-hmm. I never really had an interest in playing. But my dad was, like, you know, when we were, when I was little, was a huge Houston Rockets fan. Like, back mm-hmm. when, you know, Akeem Olajuwon was playing and during that era in time. And that was our thing. Like, we would watch basketball games together. So, mm-hmm. Um, we didn't necessarily play basketball, but, um, we would watch the games together and, um, I don't know. I, it was like our time. You know, That's awesome. I like that. Spend time and do that. And, uh, oh my gosh, he used to get so mad when they would lose or well, he would, he was, <laughs> he's a very committed, like right now with the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, my dad is. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know your whole thing. You don't like <laughs> and all that stuff, but that's the type of fan my dad is. Like, he I love it. I love it though. It. Like he's so growing up, that was we loved like watching basketball, and that's, I, awesome. that's how I got into it too. So yeah, it was it's fun. It's a memory. Those are memories we have. Akeem Elijah, that's that's pretty awesome that you know that. That's yeah, that's a, like all all was, right. Yeah, I don't remember the other ones. I remember him, but cool. Well, time. that's that's neat. But do you, what do you think of those scenes between him and Annie and the basketball? And that's kind of like the the kind of like the symbol of their relationship. And like, yeah, how, I what love you- that though. I mean, I just in it's just fun to watch. It's a, like you know, watching it now, it's like a little cheesy, right? You're like, oh, it's kind of cheesy and all that, but it's nice. It's something that they have and. Um, I don't know. Like I, I like it. It's, it's cute. It's, um, I was watching it when I was watching it last night, I got up, I think maybe to that, I don't even know how far I watched it yesterday, but, um, I was thinking like, this is very cheesy and like now, you know, watching it, but it's what they have. And that's exactly what I thought of. I was like, well, me and my dad, we still watch basketball all the time together. So I feel like every, I mean, a lot of dads and daughters, you know, they have a thing. Like, I don't know if you and your daughters, y'all have your, you know, with each, they're different, right? Right. So, like, they have their own personalities, but you well, have your thing that you all do or enjoy. I'm seeing them go through different phases right now. There was a while where, and this was through like, no influence by me. I think it was just them watching me. They kind of got into wrestling for a little bit. And, you know, they were excited to to go to events. So I got to take them to some. So that, like, I'll never forget that, even though it was just a little phase. But I'll never forget those little moments were in time that they were into the same thing I was into. And we got to experience it as a family. So that stuff's going to, like, stay with me forever. Um, What's another thing? that Again, no influence for me. They got into Friends specifically my little one is super into friends uh even her her new iphone that she just got for christmas her phone cases of the friends and like that's a show from our time like it's it's great how that still carries on to this day and 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 now i get to live with that show like through their eyes again so you get to see it through their eyes yeah so and it's awesome like 
again, those little things I'm going to remember like forever. And again, no, I didn't influence them at all. I wasn't like, Hey, you're going to watch this and you're going to, you're going to like it or whatever. I just had it on like every day. It was like, Oh, you're going to like wrestling and I'm going to watch wrestling in front of you and I'm going to watch <laughs> friends. And, um, but that's cool though, that I mean, they, they got, they're into that. That's yeah. one of the things too I can think of. I remember is wrestling too. Cause I remember like growing up and wrestling was like, I mean, I knew like all, like my dad was, would watch it. So I would watch it too. So I, I mean, my favorite wrestlers were like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Bret Hart was probably my favorite. And then as I grew older, well, The Rock. Obviously. The Rock. <laughs> so I, cool. I liked him, but you know, it wasn't it's not the same. I like The Rock. And so that's something else. And I remember my dad taking us to go watch wrestling when we were younger. Well, it was mm-hmm. when The Rock was popular. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like something else. Wrestling was like a big thing. I remember. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see what else about this movie that I like. Again, I mentioned it's very clean cut. I loved how funny this movie is without having any of the raunch or any of the, you know, they could, I mean, I'm sure Steve Martin has like dirty jokes in him or, you know, more dark humor. Yeah. This stuff is very like, it's genuinely funny. Like, and one of my favorite scenes is when Annie comes back home and they're all having like, I don't know if it's lunch or dinner. It looks like daytime, but they're having like, you know, milk, like, you know, how the family used to have milk back in the day for dinner or whatever. (laughs) And she's all nervous on trying to tell them that she's going to get married. And a lot of it is just Steve Martin, just reacting to it. And it's just his face. And it's so funny. Facial expression says everything. It's It's incredible acting. Like not a lot of people can pull that off. And um, I'm, I'm trying to learn to do more of that type of acting, like for comedy's sake, like I really want to try to get into comedy acting because it's super hard, but he does it so naturally that when you're watching and you're like, this is so like freaking funny and he's not even really trying. Yeah. Um, one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite lines where Annie goes, uh, and Brian's not, uh, an athletic type he's he's not macho he's just like you dad and she's like just it's like a dig at her own dad that she's not tough and yeah. she like takes it all personal you can see it in his face but oh what is that for me she says that he's a genius brian like you remember oh. he says that she calls him a genius brian but she's it, like he's not like you dad he's a genius oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that was so funny oh man that scene is perfection for me like if i were to like if i wanted to reenact the comedy scene like i would try to do that one just because there's so much to dig into there and then of course this goes back to diane keaton like she's the the only one really reacting to how steve martin is taking in all the news and it just goes into that whole that whole family dynamic is is just so good um and that's the same scene where he looks at her and sees like a little girl like they even physically show you like a little girl uh in annie and 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 that's how i see my girls you know they're growing up so quickly but every time i look at them and every facebook memory that comes up it's like it was just yesterday you were learning how to walk and now you're running around with iphones and whatever uh it's like remember when you're trying to crawl you can definitely relate yeah No, I always, I tell them like I, the oldest, when she was younger, I was like, you're going to sign this contract that you're never going to get married. I still have it in my closet. (laughs) 
Oh, really? Yeah, it says. She signed it. Yeah, she signed it. She's like, don't worry, dad. Like, I'm not going to get married till like, forgot. There was like an age. It wasn't until like after she's like 40 or something like that. I was like, it's signed. I have the receipt. The other, the little one, I don't know. She's a little like, she's like me. She knows how to like be very sneaky and, and, and slick. Uh, so she's going to be one that I'm going to have to keep my eye on. But, you know, for the most part, like, they're good kids. They're great kids. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy for you. That's, Thank you. You practically have two teenagers. Yeah. I mean, now they're starting to come into their own personalities, but I can, I can say with like a lot of like confidence and I'll brag about it. Like they were, when they were little and I would take them out in public, it was amazing how like well behaved they are. Like they just never threw fits or anything like that. I could take them to a movie and, they would sit down and just, if I buy them popcorn, they eat everything and just watch the movie. They don't scream. They don't run around or they didn't do any of that. So I'm very proud of uh, how they, how they grew up as little kids. So sure. They can be brats at home, but that's at home. They're allowed to be. Yeah. When they're out in public, it's different. Yeah. So I'm very proud of that as a parent that I was able to, you know, I can, I can hold my head up high with that and not be one of those like, Oh, like dude, control your kid or, you know, yeah, that's oh. awesome. I'm, yeah. wow. that's, that's why it's going to hurt even more the day that I, I do have to let them go. So you're going to be watching Father of the Bride on repeat. I'm going to I'm going to play the movie for them. We're going to watch that a lot before they get married. <laughs> see, see what y'all are going to put me through. <laughs> y'all are causing me all of this stress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. But another scene that I like that was comedic genius is you mentioned the the whole steak pit. Uh, where he wants to have the wedding mm. and I think Annie mentions like no we want to have it here at the house and he looks over and it's like he imagines this like barbecue like just a total nothing like a gathering like just like a family and yeah. Annie's dressed in like this weird like it's not even like an elegant like wedding dress it's just like looks like something from I don't know what era you would call it and he's yeah. like, you know what? This is freaking awesome. Like, yeah, this is a good idea. I'll make my famous walk. And they're like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, no, we're going to go all in for this thing. And he's just so delusional. But that part made me laugh so much. Yeah, I really like his take on it. Like, he's just like very casual. Just, yeah, we'll just hang out and, you know, whatever. And and like, they have this big extravagance, like all these ideas. and mm-hmm. um, But... I don't know. It's funny. I feel like that's just how dads are though, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like that would be my dad. Like, oh yeah, just like get some people over. Well, I'll barbecue. My dad loves to barbecue. Like yeah. I can already see him like in that scene. Like, oh yeah, like I'll barbecue. I'll make some ribs or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, dad, like we're going to barbecue on my wedding, you know? But it's just funny how, I don't know. I feel like that would be my dad too. Yeah. Here's something in the movie and maybe I'm just dumb and didn't catch on. Was the that the wedding cost two hundred and fifty thousand, or was it two hundred and fifty per person, like two hundred and fifty dollars? What I got was it was two fifty a head, so that means it was two hundred and fifty dollars a person. Okay, so I so I did the math on that. So I think this this wedding ended up having like almost close to like six hundred people. So you're looking at one hundred and fifty thousand. 
Yeah. He's complaining so, about the rich. They're rich. <laughs> I know. I'm like, um, if you can afford a hundred and fifty thousand dollar wedding, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think you're rich, right? You have money. You, if you uh, can afford yeah, swans. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but it is a bit crazy considering. I mean, now that you know, I'm going through the process of wedding planning and you know all the little details, like the fact that they had it at their house. And it costs $150,000. Like, that's insane. Like, Can we talk the physics of that, though, a little bit? Like, there's no way everybody fit in that house. Yeah. Like, to be exact, I think the count was, like, 572 or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? Something like that. Because when, when I initially saw it, I was like, 250000 Because then when I watched it again, I'm like, that is that, I thought exactly what you said. Like, was it 250000 But I was like, no. He said 250 ahead. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's why they're trying to, like, bring down the list. And right. that's another thing. Did they even bring down the list? I don't even know. They talked about it, like, in that scene. And then they, that was They it, did. Right? But then there's a follow-up scene later on. I think it's in a montage when the, the Culkin kid gets the, the RSVPs out of the mail. And they're going through them, and it's like nobody didn't decline. Like everybody is going to show up and said yes. Um, but yes, to fit five hundred and seventy people in that house, I mean, come on, not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, no. So I don't think. Yeah, but for it to be that much, one hundred fifty thousand, and you're already having it at your house. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I feel like when you are planning a wedding is the venue. Mm-hmm. You're going to spend a lot of money. You know, that's where a lot of the money goes to. So. I don't know what, 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 I don't know. It was a crazy wedding, crazy yeah. expensive wedding, but <laughs> even in this time and age though, 30 years later, that's still a lot of money for, Oh yeah. like that didn't change. Like that's still, you know, things over time change, right? Like, yeah. uh, but 150 is a lot of money. The one thing that did piss me off, and this is something I would absolutely say no to, you know, I get it. If I got to pay the wedding, whatever, it's my daughter. Cool. I'm down with that. If it's going to be a little pricey, so be it, whatever. But the one thing I would say no to, and it's something that they bestow upon Steve Martin here, is that he has to fly over Brian's relatives. Like he has to pay for their flights and stuff. I didn't get that at all. Like what, what was that about? I would completely say, no, that's not, that's not my responsibility. Yeah. You, how'd you feel about that? I mean, I feel that if that, yeah, like if that was, cause, okay, that's my dad, right? Let's just say like he's paying for the wedding and all that. And I'm like, oh, but now you need to fly over all these people. I think I'd be a little bit more like, but that's, my parents are already paying like a lot of money. Like, mm-hmm. and now they have to fly over your relatives. Like, come on, there has to be like a compromise here or something, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's a, mm-mm. If I'm Robert Downey Jr. making that kind of money, sure, I'll fly everybody, whatever. But, I mean, come on, be reasonable. I know. And then considering the family, too, I mean, they they have money, Mm -hmm. you know. They can fly over their family, too, you know. But Um, then Steve Martin kind of gets into it himself because he's like, I think there's that one point in the movie where um, Diane Keene's like, well, the... Uh, Brian's family offered to help pay and he's like, nah, nah, I, I got this or whatever. Yeah, like, we yeah, both, we both run our own companies. We're successful or whatever. So yeah, that's to kind of like show like I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? But, but I would say no to that. Like I would say like, come on, bro. Like, no, y- y- your family, like cool. Like, unless it's like a, you know, a special aunt 
or someone like super, super close to you. Cool. Yeah. I'll say yes. I'll fly them in. But everybody, come on. Yeah, that's a, bit it's a little much. much. I know. And times are very different now. I mean, like then that was a very traditional, like the family, you know, parent, like the dad, the the bride's parents pay and all of that. And I mean, that still happens, right? But like, let's say that movie was made now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wouldn't necessarily be that way, right? Like, right. very different. Like, times change and it's not, people don't always do things anyways the traditional way. So, but has that, has that always been a thing? I don't know why I barely caught this. I was like, has that always been a thing? Like, bringing well, in relatives and stuff? Oh, that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I know traditionally it's like, well, the bride's parents pay, right? No, that I get. That I get. Totally get. But the bringing in everybody, I don't know about that. That part didn't sit well with me at all. (laughs) I feel like that's a bit much. I mean, we're already paying 150000 It's like, Mm -hmm. now we have to bring in all these people that I don't even know. I feel like that's something he would say, like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know these people and I'm having to pay for them, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't know if that's a thing. I'll have to look into that. <laughs> um, all right. You've gone to, through two things. Is there one other thing, anything else that you want to bring up that you loved about this movie? Anything at all? Because um, I got my lasting and it's like a, it's a heartbreaking thing, but it's a nitpick, but. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, just overall, I just love the movie overall. I mean, as far as one part, I just feel my most favorite thing about the movie is just, uh, I mean, I love the characters and the dynamic of them and how they are like Diane, like we already said in Steve Martin, how they are mm-hmm. um, Martin short too. I just like him. Um, I don't know. It's just a great movie. I just like, Oh, I just like it. I enjoy it. So I think I covered my parts about what I enjoyed about it. Do you want to talk about Brian a little bit? Like, what what do you feel about that scene? I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get it from, like, I guess, a, a woman's point of view. But, like, I kind of found her, and I get it. It was more nerves and anxiety. But she kind of threw a little hissy brat fit over that blender thing. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. <laughs> I get it because I feel that you kind of, you know, um, I feel like I could be like that too. I could see myself like, okay, losing it over that. But then I'm the type of person where I realize like, okay, that was really stupid. Like I probably shouldn't have acted that way. You'll catch yourself. Yeah. Like I've already acted like it though, but then I'll be like, okay, that was dumb, you know? And then I'll come back and be like, I'm sorry directing so I you know I get I get her and how she you know I can get it I get that mm-hmm. um but I don't know I mean I feel like that happens sometimes you know Cause I, I, I remember young Stacy I remember you're very like stubborn sometimes and you'd be like yeah no oh, I'm right or whatever <laughs> and I am still like that I can be very <laughs> stubborn I think more now I'm more like self-aware of how I act and the things that I say like I'm more okay I probably shouldn't have said it that way or you know you need to give in you know what I mean that's a part of relationships right you give right. in you take compromise and that's always hard because I know how I am I'm like no 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 I want this this way <laughs> how I want it to be and especially with wedding planning you know you have to compromise like what are you going to spend money on what do you want to do what color Mm -hmm. do you want you know it's hard 
it's difficult sometimes, but so you're not like full on bridezilla or anything like that. No, I, I mean, you can ask family and friends, but I don't think so. Okay. I really do not. I've been really chill. Very That's good. Like, whatever I'm proud of you. you do whatever, uh, like just things like with like the bridesmaids and you know, whatever dresses are wearing, you know, some, some brides are very like, no, you need to wear this dress. Like this is the dress you're wearing. And me, yeah. I'm just like, I don't care. Like as long as it's this color, like do whatever you want. Right. right like right. I'm just, cause there's things that like, I don't care to stress about, you mm-hmm. know, I'm very, I try and just be easygoing, but you know, you have to pick your battles. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In any situation. <laughs> like that. Neat little insight there. Like it. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for my third thing? Yes. Okay. So um, I love everything about this movie, but one thing that gets to me, and this is just like for my perspective also, I hate like missing stuff. Um, the final moments of this movie oh. is, is Steve Martin not being able to dance with his daughter, oh. uh, get to see her cut the cake or get to say goodbye to her because he's caught up you know, first off, moving the cars, which, hey, I don't think they moved all of those cars. Like, there's no possible way. And the way they did it with such ease, like, even the kid using the kids, like, holy shit. Like, I would have been, like, a wreck trying to park cars like that onto the yeah. lawn. So he's getting caught up in doing all that stuff. So he doesn't get, he misses all of it. And my yeah. heart breaks for him in that moment. And that movie makes me so sad. Because especially, like, because that's, like, the end of the movie, right? Until he gets yeah. that phone call from her while she's at the airport. But. Oh, I'm, I'm always so sad when it gets to that part of the movie because he doesn't, he's, he's always looking at her from afar in the reception and that part breaks my heart. I know. I kind of feel like it is like how he thinks or maybe how he, it's not how it's going to be, but in a sense, I mean, she's starting a new chapter in her life, right? He's not going to be the center of like, her life because they have such a close relationship yeah but now that there's you know she has her husband now you Mm -hmm. know and that's kind of like i feel um that's the message that it's trying to say yeah like that's the direction it's going in in a way like that's how i perceive it it's really sad it really is but i kind of think like you know things are changing you know and that's kind of like a like a symbolism or something showing or like how you know, he's not always going to be in the center of her life. She has a husband now. So it's sad. It really Damn, is. You really broke that down good. Oh, but it still, it still hurts to see that. Yeah, scene. it does. It's, I mean, I don't know. Cause it's like, couldn't someone else do this? You're the father of the bride. Like, why are you even, you know, right? like do you should be there. Like, I don't know. But yeah. No. It's, it just yeah. reminds me how Frank is like, He's there in that moment, but he's like, oh, look, they're going to cut the cake. I got to go, like, whatever. And uh, that just goes back to, like, how he's also invited to the wedding. And he's Steve Martin's like, we're, we, he's doing the wedding. Now I got to pay for his meal to eat and, and all this yes. stuff. Oh, my God. The part, now I remember, the part where the daughter gets mad is when he's, like, um, he's, like, um, when the little boy, the brother is, like, well, I'm going to, I want to invite so-and-so, but they don't have to eat. And then he's like, oh, that's a good idea. Who else can we get not to eat? Yeah. And then like, the daughter gets all mad. Yes. And she's 
storms off. And I was like, that is so, I mean, I can, I put myself in her shoes and I'd be like, dad, like, stop, like, cut it out. And then she kind of, before she walks off, she's like, okay, what are we going to do? Like charge people now to come to the wedding and make money (laughs) off of this. um, But, you know, that was a funny scene. Like, it's just, it's funny. Just how he's like, he's super neurotic, but I love it. Yeah. It's great. All right. Well, we, we covered all of the stuff about this movie and I, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Do you feel comfortable in everything that we yeah. talked about? You don't feel like you left anything out? No, I mean, I just really like just also to Martin Short, I think Steve Martin are just a great um, They're a great comedy team. They are. And now, um, I don't know if you saw the new show that they did. Only Oh, is that with, uh, what's her name? Selena Gomez? Yes. What an odd third person to be in that group. No, and granted, I like Selena Gomez. I don't really like her in the show, but I, what I was getting to was them, them in that show, and then them seeing them in this movie and then in that. Like, they just have such a great chemistry, too. Mm. Like, just the way they are. Like, it's, Three Amigos. You've seen that one, yeah, right? Yeah, they're, they're funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's move on to the final two topics uh, of this pod before we wrap it up here. Uh, again, thank you so much for for being here and doing this with me. It's been such a blast, and I'm having such a good time catching yeah. up and reminiscing. Um, this is going to be a hard one for you. We talked a little bit about this off the air, and again, I'm totally fine with your answer if it's a no. But I had asked you uh, leading up to this if you were to recast this, like doing this movie today, who would you put in the roles? And your answer is? I mean, I want to just say something and be like, oh, I would do this and that. But I mean, I like the characters. Mm. I do. Okay, the one character, okay, I can say. And I don't even know what I who would be the character to recast this person. As much as I love Annie. Uh-huh. She's probably, I mean, if it wasn't her, I would be okay. You know, I don't know. I'm not like, I like her. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was played by somebody else. It wouldn't bother you. Wouldn't take away from the movie. Cause I really feel like Steve Martin is what makes a lot of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And Diane Keene, I love, and you know, the rest. I don't know. I feel like if, I mean, when we were talking about it, I started thinking like, well, her, but I just don't really know. Who would I? Who would I want to play her part? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That it's too would... hard for you. It's okay. It's yeah. uh, it's almost like it's perfectly casted in a way. Even though you just mentioned Annie, but <laughs> yeah. but I, she's really good in the role. She, I still have a crush on her. Like you know, you think about like like a type of girl that I would want to marry. Like she's not. I mean, not that you know, she's like snobbish or anything like that. But she's like you know, she's into sports. She's very. Yeah. Just a comfortable person to be around. She laughs a lot. I was like, that's a, it's, I would like to marry a girl like that. But, you yeah. know, I, but I totally get it. Like, she's not that detailed to where it's like, I mean, if you put somebody else there, like, it's, it's a recastable role. It's like, yeah. Steve Martin's hard to replace. Yeah. Steve Martin, I don't see that happen. I mean, I don't know. Okay. But I want to hear yours because I just, I can tell you, no, that's a horrible. I know you're going to, you're going to shit on it, but it's okay. Uh, it's just something I thought of on the fly. I'm usually pretty bad with this stuff. Um, so 
if we're going to redo this movie in 2021, what I'm going to do is flip it. Like, why do the exact same thing? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to call this movie Mother of the Groom. And and I'm going to flip it. I'm going to have the mother be the neurotic one and the one that can't let go. And the dad's going to be super cool and laid back and like be all with it and just be cool dad. Like, yeah, like whatever. This is awesome. Like my son's going to get married, you know, whatever. But it's the mom who's not going to be able to handle it. But not in a way where it's like, I know mothers can be a little bit more uh, overprotective and, and maybe sometimes a little mean. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it that way with this movie. They would be neurotic, just like Steve Martin, but they would be likable. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the ages for the parents, and they they match. They're similar in age. So as the dad, I would cast cool Tom Cruise. He would just be the likable dad. He's not showboating. He's just like he's just like a like eighties Tom Cruise, like just like cool man. The black sunglasses. He's like hip with it. He's cool with all his kids he loves his wife uh they they have good chemistry the mom i would have and just because i think she has good comedic skills to pull it off would be sandra bullock you could totally hate it but i'm not talking sandra bullock like the way she was in the blind side like not that kind of mom and very overprotective more like the way she was in speed and and uh demolition man she's just very like She's quirky, but she's also like, oh, why does he have to get married? You know, like she, she can totally play that part uh, and play it well, where she's still likable, but also like neurotic and just can't let it go with her son. So that's who I would cast and I would do it that way. What do you think of that so far? You could totally crap on it. I won't be, my feelings won't get hurt. It's just as a gesture. Tom Cruise and Sandra Bullock's chemistry. Have they ever right. done a movie together? I, I don't, don't think I don't believe they have, but they're they're not that different in age, so it wouldn't be like, well, like this person's like they're like 20 years apart or whatever. Like it'd be something if I did like Meryl Streep and Tom Cruise. Like that's a gap. Like you know, but, but yeah, Meryl Streep actually could be, you know, maybe No, Meryl Streep would be intimidating and scary. She'd be like, I would think Devil Wears Prada. Like that. you can't I cannot oh, think yeah. of, or maybe Anne Hathaway would kind of be good in that role, but I don't, Anne Hathaway's still kind of too young. Um, maybe she could have been the daughter, but younger, like not right. now. Like right? Princess Diaries, yeah. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I could see that. Disney Princess Hathaway. Yeah. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with younger actors, but again, the the guy would have to be. Again, it would be like the daughter, um, you know, a pretty face, but nothing too like specific, like where you really get into this character. It's just they're the plot device, right? Because it's really yeah. the story about, well, th- in this case, it would be the mother, but it's really more on the dynamic of the parents that carry the movie and, and, and all the heart and the humor. But, uh, I don't know if you watch, um, either Cobra Kai or, the he redid actually uh the they did redid the she's all that movie he was the one that plays like the guy that they make over in that movie i don't know if you i don't know if you heard about it or yeah i heard about it i didn't watch it you're talking about the guy character right yes cobra kai oh i'm thinking of the cobra kai because that's that's what i watch Um, you watch that okay so he's he's the one that plays robbie yes he's johnny lawrence's kid you Uh know pretty boy like he's got that you know sincerity like 
I mean, obviously in this show, he's kind of getting a little to the dark side, but um, for the most part, he's like a good kid. Yes. And again, like you're talking about like a mother not wanting to let go of a son. Like, I think he would be perfect for that role just because you want to bring in the young kids. Again, I'm thinking in terms of marketing also, like how I want to market this movie. Uh, you got to got to bring the young generation. Yeah. And, but now that you say that the girl in Cobra Kai, um, what's her name? I forget her name. Um, Is it the girl that plays Samantha? Samantha, yes. She could actually maybe do that role too of Annie, I think. You don't she think? She could do it. I think, I don't know, now that I'm thinking about it. And not just because you picked the person from Cobra Kai, but I just, when you mentioned the show, I was like, well, that girl, because she yeah. has that like wholesome, like. All American girl, girl like. Door, you know, type of thing. I yeah, just I thought see that, that right now, maybe. Okay. That's a, that's a good option. But yeah, that's who. Who I would pick. I didn't really think about the Franck role or, you yeah, know, the, the little brother or anything like that. But the, the main, the main three stars of the movie, that's who I would cast. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I would just love to see Tom Cruise. Like he doesn't have to be intense. He's just, he's just laid back. He's the cool dad. Like he's like, uh, Sandy Cohen in the OC. Mm, that, yeah. that kind of dad. Like just, yeah. but, but uh, has- Ever, well, it's because okay. I'm gonna be very honest. I'm not a very big Tom Cruise fan. Okay. Um, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I don't know. Has he played any characters like that ever? I like, would say probably he, young in his career. Yes, where he was more loose and comedic. Now it's like obviously all Mission Impossible, and he's always got to be the tough guy running around. But yeah, you know, just more vulnerable characters like Jerry Maguire. He's like very just you know he's not the tough guy he's just like he's a guy and uh i i think he could pull that off well but again it's it's like a nod to his young days where he's just just putting his thumbs up like hey man like cool you're gonna get married is awesome like i'm I'm proud of you son and you know he's he's over there like giving the side eye to sandra bullock and you know just just go along with the ride man like just just be happy for your kid that would be an interesting dynamic. I would like to see their chemistry, like Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and Sandra Bullock, actually. Um, um, I think your uh, your casting is okay. Um, yeah. Young Stacy probably would have shit all over it. Yeah, like Tom Cruise, I'm not a big fan of. I would have been like, Ugh, I don't really care. But Sandra, Sandra Bullock, what do you think about Sandra Bullock? I like Sandra Bullock, and I'm thinking about her. I mean, I just think... Overall, she's probably one of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. So it'd be fun to see her in a character like that. Because when you're talking about her, I was thinking about her in like Miss Congeniality. Like, yes, like that. Nice, but she's like very, like, you know, tough. Like, no. Like, but she's also you know, dorky like, in that movie. Yeah, she's dorky. And I don't know. I just thought of that movie, how she can, how she is. So, because that's I what she has to bring to it. Because Steve Martin, like, she has to have like a scene like, where he tries on the tuxedo and he's like completely like yeah. outgrown it, but he's being all goofy. Uh, even when he gets the Armani's tuxedo and everybody's calling out, yeah, the blue tuxedo. He's like, what are you talking about? It's black. They're like, no, it's not. It's blue. <laughs> that was funny. But you see, Sandra Bullock is funny. Like, you know, she can make you laugh mm. and she has, she's very humorous. So yeah. she'd be, it'd be she'd believable. Yeah, you need someone in a character who can be like tough and can be like a little mean, but you still like them, but yeah. they can also make you laugh. Cause that's one of the things, like, not everyone, I, in my opinion, 
I don't think there's a lot, like a lot of funny actors. Like there's, I don't know. And it takes a lot to make me laugh. Like when I watch a movie, like there's very few people who like Steve Martin definitely can. I mean, well, like, let me, let me throw this at you. Do you think the only other person I think that could maybe do it, but I think he would be a little too mean uh, or would probably take it a little too far in the story. Tom Hanks could possibly do that role, but I don't know how you feel about that. Like him as a role as Steve Martin. Like yeah, yeah. That maybe, I mean. Like imagine if it was him and Meg Ryan as the couple, as the married couple. Because I think they're another one of those like magical movie couples where they're just natural together. Well, kind of like the way he was in You've Got Mail. Like kind of like that like he wasn't mean but you know he, he was arrogant in that movie yeah but kind <laughs> but of also like, charming yes and he obviously in the movie he's not he wouldn't be arrogant but he has that side of him where he's not just that wholesome care you know because yeah, yeah. he's a very likable character in a lot yeah. of his movies you know um maybe that could work yeah. meg ryan i think could do maybe that part too right mm-hmm. the, the mom yeah she, i i mean she she looks hard. like can go with the flow easily because she yeah. has like a a neat smile because Diane Keaton is smiling through like most of this movie and it's yeah. such a joy to watch. Um, yeah. yeah so. Well, that's a very interesting um, choice of casting. I don't know Tom Cruise. I'm not completely sold on. Yeah, that that was a little. It's a little left field, <laughs> but I was just again. I'm I'm bad at this stuff. I I'll just like when I mentioned it to you, I was like, shit. Now I got to do my recasting. And I just think of it on the fly, so. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you tried, right? I didn't even try. I was just like, no, it's perfect. I don't want to mess with it. That, but again, I accept that answer. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, I said it was two more questions. It, yeah, it is two more questions. So next one, uh, obviously, we've talked about streaming and, and theatrical experience. We're just in a very different time now. Um, movies like this don't really get made uh, on a level with a big studio behind it now now you see them like get funded by smaller studios and they get put on netflix or amazon or hulu or peacock or wherever so if this movie was done in 2021 do you think it would have a shot at being in a theater or do you think it would go straight to streaming i think that it would have a shot but i feel that it wouldn't be like it's not gonna go making being maybe not number one and making all these millions and millions you it's know, not gonna like, sell out auditoriums yeah, i don't see that happening i see it more like um i know we we're talking about like how i mean now it's such a big the streaming it's such a big platform that like everybody you know every network or every netflix and everyone's doing it so i could very potentially see that happening where it just ends up streaming on netflix or something because if it opened up in theaters i don't see it opening up to like sold out yeah you know um auditoriums or anything or mm-hmm. you know i don't see that happening but maybe more in the streaming side to it because there's so, just so many movies that I see or hear of and I don't even realize that they're out. It's just like, oh yeah, that's streaming on that. And it turns out to be like, a, they're good movies. They just, they're, just they're tucked away. Yeah. And you have to like find them, you know, or you hear about them or you read about them. Um, 
So yeah, I would say maybe streaming. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I'm thinking that as well. And I'm actually going to throw a surprise at you. And I found this out like not too long ago. And I saw it in a commercial or an ad for HBO Max. They're actually redoing this movie. Oh my God. Don't even tell me that. That makes me so upset. I They're redoing it. It's um, Andy Garcia's playing uh, the Steve Martin character. I think they're I think they're doing it as an all like Latino cast. Okay. I think. But it's gonna be an HBO Max movie. So who's gonna play Diane Keaton's character? Do they have like all the I'm sure they do. I'm gonna have to look it up, but I just wanted to throw throw that out there to you that I saw yeah. it and it was a quick blip and I was like I had to rewind it, but it said Father of the Bride and it said twenty twenty two and there was a picture of Andy Garcia. And I was like, Okay, like how do you feel about that? Um I mean, I'll give it a shot, but they, it's like them trying to do Ocean's Eleven again with a whole new cast. It's like they got it right in the remake. Like they did too good of a job with the Steve Martin one that it would just, it's just, it's a hard thing to replicate or, or try to redo again. Um, uh, it's like getting I, the lightning in a bottle twice. Like it's, I, I don't think it's, it's probably not going to be good. <laughs> to be honest, I, mean, I think, you know, Andy Garcia is a great actor in his own right. You know, he's done good stuff and all that. It has nothing to do. It's not anything against him or I just, I'm not a big fan of movies that are, they like remaking movies. I don't know yeah. what it is. I'm just like, it's because if I love the movie so much, it's the original one. Like, why do we have to like bother it? Just make right. it like I'm gonna cry the day they decide if they decide to do like 16 candles or the breakfast or something like those are like no we cannot there's just some movies that you just don't need to you know and I feel like that's how it is nowadays so it's like come up with some ideas it's all uh, about remaking and let's remake this and let's remake that and it's not anything like it's already stuff we've seen and it was better the first time we saw uh, it you know but it's funny how we're saying that, but we're talking about a movie that is a remake. Like, I know. But again, the younger generation is very different. I don't think they're as much into movies as as we were, you know, as we were growing up. Uh, but it, it's going to be very interesting to see how this one turns out. If it even gets any attention, like you said, it could be just t- tucked away. Like, oh, this is on this platform. Yeah. I didn't even know. Like. Like I said, like it just came out really quickly in an ad. Like, here's what's coming up on HBO Max, and it was like really wow. quickly. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't even know that. Like, and yeah. I'm just very curious on how it's how different. I mean, you know, and it's a remake, right? But I feel that it's also going to be very to our times, obviously, right? So yeah, I'm very yeah. curious to see that, like yeah. how you know a modern more progressive type of father of the bride and like how that's gonna be well i also worry also because i really don't like how i really don't like how latinos are represented on film like i think our um ethnicity ethnicity is still very typecasted in in a certain portrayal of how we people think we are so that might turn me off a little bit not that I mean it's not the end all be all, but I just know how Hollywood is. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how this one turns out. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that little surprise at you, which I, I have no idea. I'm going to go look into it. I want to see who's playing who, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how. 
I'm sure it's going to be a, a, a relatively unknown cast. I, I'm pretty sure Andy Garcia is like the biggest name in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? I could be wrong on that. Yeah. All we'll right. See. Yeah. We'll have, to, right. we'll have to come back and be like, okay, what do we think of the remake? We'll and... do like a, it's like a, 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 how do you call it? It would be just a part, part two of this or. Yeah. Here's a little sidebar. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question for you, Stacy. Um, this movie came out 30 years ago. I think the exact release date was on December 20th. So we're a little couple days past the actual anniversary date, but overall it's been 30 years since this movie has been out. And as many times as you've seen it growing up uh, as a kid and now as an adult, do you think this movie has aged well in its time period or is it something that's a relic from its time? I think it's aged well. There's just some movies I feel that no matter, it doesn't matter what time period it was in, whatever, they just, they're good, genuine movies, right? Mm -hmm. And just, I think that's one of those movies. Like, it's just comforting. It's wholesome. It's, it's not complicated. It's just like, this is a family. This is what, you know, this is what it is. And, um, I just think like, it still streams on TV, right? And I'm very curious. I was thinking about it the other day. I think the last time I saw it, or it was on TBS or something. I'm curious as to how the younger generations think of the movie. Because when I think of it, I think it's, I think it's aged well. I think it's great. Like, there's, it's a, I don't know. I have nothing bad to say about it. I really don't. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. it's, it's aged well for me. Um, you know, the themes are super timeless story of father and daughter is like just it's an just a theme you'll never you know get tired of and it's something that can you know all fathers that have daughters are going to go through this someday Um, relevant and mm -hmm. it continues to be because yeah like you're saying every father goes through that you know because there's some movies that you watch like i've done a couple of movies here on the 90s and you watch some of the stuff and like there's stuff like you know, technology wise, like that has an age and it looks cheesy and goofy. There's really yeah. nothing about this movie where like, oh man, that looks so out of date. Like even like him working at a shoe factory, like none of that like feels like outdated or anything like that. Um, obviously the house, the interior, every, anything about that movie, nothing feels like super out of date. Like you could release it today and it's, it works. Yeah. Definitely. And that's the mark of a really, really good movie. Yeah. I agree. It's uh, I'm gonna go watch it after this probably. Just All right. Yeah. Or maybe I'll watch the second one. I don't know. I haven't seen that one in a while. Oh yeah. So yeah, we we can end it on that note. I know this is more about just the first movie, but are are you fond of the sequel that came like four years later? Um, which I, is about what the it was about Annie and Diane Keaton getting pregnant at the oh, yeah. at the same time. Like it's one thing I have actually forgotten about that. Now that you mentioned it, Diane King also getting pregnant. I thought that was interesting because when you first watched the movie, I haven't watched it in a little while, but I remember when I first watched it, I mean, you think, okay, you know, Annie's getting pregnant. That's usually the way things go. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets pregnant. And then like, out of nowhere, it's like, Oh, well the mom's pregnant too. Like that was kind of weird. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't know. Um, I'm not as I like it. I enjoy watching it, but mm-hmm. I think the first one is. I mean, it's almost perfect. But yeah, and the second one, I don't hate it. I actually I like it. I'm not really a. I don't 
feel like all sequels are that great. Um, This one is good. I'll sit down and watch it and laugh and still think Steve Martin is funny and Diane Keaton, but eh, it's not. To me, there's more conflict in the sequel, like as far as like, because I think him and Diane Keaton get into it for a little while where they think they even split up. And I was like, I didn't like that. Like it didn't fit. That's true. I forgot about that. It's just been a while since I've seen it that I don't mm. remember like everything or like all the, you know, the little details. But Yeah, because it's more about him getting into like a midlife crisis. It doesn't really become it's not really about like the daughter anymore, even though like yeah. she plays a huge part in it. It's more about him. Like he even colors his hair at some point in that movie oh, and like tries true. to be all young. It, it, it's that. more of a Steve Martin. I mean, the first one's a Steve Martin movie, but you know what I mean? It's more tailored to. His, yeah. his uh his problem and you know coming yeah. to grips with being a grandpa but also becoming a father again so I and i just yeah. forgot if he had if it was a son or a, another daughter that they had that's the only thing i don't remember about that movie i'm pretty sure it was a uh, I, i'm pretty sure it was a girl because i think they pass on the basketball thing so oh yeah mm. i think you're right i, I think, need to revisit it yeah i know i need to watch it and i don't remember everything Cool. But the first one is definitely better, yeah. for sure. It's a it's a perfect family movie. Yeah. All right. Well, you did it. Your first podcast. How do you feel? Gosh, exciting. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I mean, we're talking about something you enjoy. You can yeah. talk, right? So yeah. it it's fun. It was nice to um, talk about the funny parts and all that, and just the characters. I mean. They bring such a, they tell such a funny story and a, like a wholesome story that mm. it's such a great movie. So I really did enjoy this. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for being uh, an awesome guest host. Like this is one of the best conversations I've had since doing this podcast. Um, yeah, you're more than welcome to always come back. Uh, you know, I'm, like I've told you, I'm covering all of the 90s movies. So if there's something that you see down the line where like, Oh, I think I can talk about this or, or something that you may want to discuss later on. Let me know. Uh, I'm always down for it. An, this yeah. podcast is always an open invite. So um, well, I appreciate that. I, I definitely will. But if you, well, 90s movies, yes. Um, I do like, but 80s movies. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll do a, a whatever, <laughs> 45th anniversary of the breakfast club and we could oh do a special. God. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Or just anything on the, it looks like you love all the John Hughes movies. So, and I love yeah. them too. Don't get me wrong. We could probably do something on that. That's something I could work on down the line. That's an idea, right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on today's episode. This is actually, I dropped the ball with doing a lot of movies from this year. So the last one I had done was in July, but I was like, man, I'm going to cap it off. So this is like the season finale. So oh, this is a very, season finale wow so this is uh this is a good episode to end on a a perfect movie to end on and for anybody out there that's never seen father of the bride highly recommend it um i don't think it's streaming anywhere because i had i found it on demand because i have youtube tv but if you can you can purchase it like to rent real cheap online on a streaming platform so um i do highly recommend it it works I, I looked for it on because we have Apple TV mm-hmm. 
And when I search for it, I say, I don't know, I don't know how all of this stuff works, but <laughs> it comes out on TBS. So when I searched for it and I clicked on it, it was like streaming through TBS or like through oh, that okay. channel. So I wonder, okay. I don't know, maybe, I don't know where else it'd be streaming or I guess you'd have to pay for it. Cause I didn't have to pay. I okay. Just, well, that's good, but still it's worth it folks. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have access to it free. Yeah, It's a good movie. Must see. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Stacey. Um, again, I'm very honored that you said yes to do this and I'm very happy you came on and uh, it was nice to catch up and, and reminisce. And again, I wish you nothing but the best with your wedding and, and, and everything going on and wish you and your family nothing but the best. Um, we're not as close as we used to be, but that's just life. But just know I'll, I'll always be your friend. And if you ever need anything, I will always be there for you. Um, just turn on the bat signal. I'm always a, a DM away, a text away, a call away. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. I'm here for you too. It's always nice to catch up and, you know, we kind of just pick up where you, you know, where we left off. It's yeah. like time has passed. So it's awesome. So thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right. Thanks, Stacy. Once again, much thanks to Stacy Snow. Man, she knocked it out of the park. That was totally her. She carried this entire episode so much kudos to her uh, i will definitely be bringing her back on in the near future but that's gonna do it that's gonna wrap it up for season two of this spinoff series i know i dropped the ball it's a short season but i did it i made a finale i didn't even do that with season one so even though there's more episodes there than in this season but i promise i'm gonna do better if you're upset with me, if you've actually been listening to this and being and keeping up with it, like believe me, I'm more mad at myself. So trust me, I'm gonna do better in the new year. And 2022 is is right about to start, and we're gonna celebrate 1992. So believe me, I'm gonna do better, and we're gonna get more episodes in, hopefully more guests, because uh, it's a lot of fun talking movies with your friends. It just makes it so much more easier, and. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to go away for just a little bit, but I'll be back and we'll start season three on February 14th and we're going to kick it off with Wayne's World. So be on the lookout for that. But anyways, you can find this podcast on Spotify, search Palace off the top rope, hit that follow button. I would greatly appreciate it. I do share this podcast link through all my social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through podbean.com. You can download the Podbean app, you can listen on your phone, or you can also, if you're an iPhone or Apple person, you can listen on Apple Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, folks. Leave me that five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Leave me some constructive criticism. Leave some great criticism for for Stacy here in her first podcast. So do that for me and, 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 uh, you know, would just uh, appreciate any, any, any feedback. Um, but that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you all enjoyed our trip down memory lane with this movie and also just us as friends catching up. That's, that's a blast, right? Reminiscing with an old friend and talking movies. Like that's a perfect recipe for a podcast, but that's going to do it. Good night and God bless you. From Touchstone Pictures, behind every beautiful bride-to-be stands a calm, relaxed father. A father who's just not ready to let his daughter go. Steve Martin, father of the bride, rated PG, starts Friday, December 20th at a theater near you.